BFT. From the Pac West Center in downtown Portland, presented by High Caliber Millwrights. In for John Canzano, here's Judah Newby with the bald faced truth. What an unbelievable comeback by this Portland team. They did a phenomenal job of playing together. They were able to distribute the basketball and get the looks that they wanted. This was a great team effort here by this Portland team. Welcome in Hour 2, Bold Face Truth. Judah Newby in for John Canzano. John down in Vegas to cover the men's tournament going on also in vegas this past week the west coast conference tournament for both the men and the women and we got a champion right here in the city of portland we've got a champion on the bluff for the second time in three seasons university of portland women's basketball headed to the ncaa tournament don't need that at large give me the aq automatic bid and the pilots are going dancing Head coach Michael Meek joining us on the BFT. Great to have you back on the program, Coach Meek. Congratulations. How you feeling the day after? Well, thank you, Judah. Yeah, just uh, just awesome. I mean, I, it's such a surreal feeling. I think the the team feels that way, and we have uh, five seniors that played on that 2020 team that that you know kind of made a similar run and and won the league tournament. But then, of course, the next day the the um the the tournament was canceled so it's just a amazing feeling for them and just the work they put in and uh the togetherness they've shown and just just really proud of this team guys have to come back against gonzaga to do it how how'd you get that out of your team in the second half you know, I, 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 well, one, I just think it's the character of the group, and I think there's it's just so much about how they care about one another and how much they want this, how much they wanted it for each other and how much they want it for, you know, the senior leader, Haley Andrews, who, you know, is, had to be out for half the season, and she's just stays with it, and she wants it for the team. And, um, and you know, in the, the year we won it in 2020, I think we were down 20 in the – early in that game. So, you know, I, I, I feel like our, our, our team is equipped and, and ready for that type of situation, and, and they're just tough. We had uh, Scott Lakeham on the show yesterday, your athletic director, and yeah. he was telling a story of, of when he was watching you coach at Fox before he brought you on at, at UP and said that there was one game in particular that he watched you interacting with the, the players during a timeout, and then he saw the players respond to to your messaging out on the court, and he was like, the way they responded to him, I have never seen players respond to their coach like that, ever. What do you what do you make of that? Well, that that that's nice of him, and obviously Scott's been awesome, and uh, maybe maybe he just saw that lucky moment, I guess. Uh, because I, I I do think that the kids in our team that like they know that our coaches care about them and, and want you know want them to have an awesome experience and uh, you know I'm proud that people have seen that. Uh, at the same time, I, I I think so much of this is just their response to one another. Um, you know, last night somebody asked me about adjustments at halftime and 
Um, you know, I, I, I do think we made a few changes that were helpful, but I think a lot of it was just Haley's talk and Haley talking to the team. And, you know, I've always been a big believer that, you know, player-led teams are, are so much stronger than coaching-led teams. And I, I think we have one of those teams this year that's really just with Haley and with Alex and with Kelsey and just so on, like we just have incredible leadership. Do you know that you're going to have a team like that going into the season with that level of camaraderie, with that level of, level of responsiveness, or is that something that kind of manifests at certain moments? And then when you when you see it, it gets you excited as a coach because you know you got something special. Well, we we knew we this this you know just from a pure talent standpoint and togetherness and confidence with one another. I think this is um, you know we felt really good about coming into this season and. Um, you know, I think what what's made the season so remarkable is that you know we midway through the season, Haley Andrews went down with an injury, and just the way that they've responded, um, like we've just had so many players that have stepped up and 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 have done some things to um, you know on the court, and 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 so that in itself, and, and leadership in that regard. But I think more importantly, she's just stayed in it, you know, and and she's like just been another person that's fully engaged in into what's going on. I think that's what makes our team so special is regardless of the role, like everyone knows that they're equally involved and, and have an important part of what's going on. And, and we feel like, you know, win or lose, like everyone's a part of every game. Have you had some people reach out to you and text congratulations? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like quite a few, uh, you know, a few hundred for sure that, that, that responded. So it was uh, pretty cool just to hear from people and know that they're, you know, watching and supporting the, the team. And uh, I, I feel like that's that's awesome. And I just I really appreciate that for yeah. for our team because they work so hard and they want this so bad. And, and they were just so hungry to get back there, you know, having a chance to win it once before but not get a go. I, I think they realize how hard it is to get back and, uh, to come back and, and do it now in, in 2023 is just just awesome. Feel awesome for them for sure. Well, and so in 2020, you win that that first conference tournament for the program since 1994, and then now you've done it again for the second time in three years. And I think the meaning of this one certainly is amplified because of the disappointment of of 2020 and uh, and COVID cutting that celebration short. I know it's painful to think about, but if you take me back to to that moment and that experience, um, you know, how do you remember it when your team achieves what they did in 2020, only not to capitalize on it? Well, you know, that year was different in that we were picked to take tenth, which you know was last in in the league, and uh, you know we we had a really solid season and finished fourth, so we got a a really a, a good draw you know we had to win three games instead of two like this year and and you know we 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 were matched up it worked out perfectly that we matched up against pacific gonzaga and san diego which happened to be the three teams that we had gone zero and two against in league and so um you know that it just it was so storybook and and so you know it just it went so perfect and and all three of those games, like the two this year, were all competitive, and they were down to the wire, and they were fun games to be at, and um, you know, and so there, it, it was just one of those things that it was winning it that year was just like unbelievable, and it was just magical, and it was truly like the Cinderella team, and uh, so 
from that standpoint, it was it was awesome. Like I think there was just a lot of great feelings about it. And then I remember getting back to campus the next day and in and, and walking in, and uh, I think there was a uh, a TV report going on, and it was somebody being interviewed, and they they actually announced it at that moment that the tournament's been canceled, and it was like, whoa, you know, like. Uh, so we had quickly had to have a team meeting, and of course, by that point, most of everyone had heard, and um, you know, it, it was just this, it was just uh, uh, an incredible time, obviously, in in, in a different time, but uh, it was we still had all those great emotions of just winning it the night before, and then. But then also, like, wow, our season's done, right? And uh, they're just—I can't even explain the emotions uh, that that went went on. Michael Meek joining us, the head coach of University of Portland women's basketball, beating Gonzaga. Uh, a lot of talk of that being an upset, uh, Coach Meek. Uh, do you think in those terms as well, or do you go into games expecting to win? How do you characterize the accomplishment of beating that team uh, in Gonzaga? Well, you know, I, I, I don't think there's any question as far as they were picked to win our league and they won the league and, you know, they the last time we played them, which both games were very competitive, uh, you know, they were without three very good players that were back for this game and so they were kind of fully loaded and, you know, I just think it, a lot of it is just our team just staying with it every day and just keep trying to get better and working on things and, uh I didn't feel going into it that we couldn't get it done by any means, but I also knew that, you know, they're a really good team. They were going to have to play well, and I felt like when when we got down a little bit, I think that in a way that helped us because, it, you know, I think going into it, we had so much more pressure on having to win the game because it was the only way we were getting into the tournament. Um, and then once we kind of got down and just kind of settled in and this the, the competitiveness of our team just really came through and, um, it was just, it was, it's just a really fun game and it, it's a tribute to our team and their character and their desire and their hunger to, to really want to win it this year. Your daughter is a, a sophomore on the team. What's that like coaching your daughter? You know, I, I'm, I'm proud of her and just like I am our whole team. I mean, I really look at this group as just so many kids that have been here for four years now and. Um, you know, I, I thought she had a really solid tournament for us and did some great things. And, um, you know, so I, I'm, I'm really happy with how she's doing. And, and you know, I know that, um, you know, she's, she's got just incredible team to be around. And I've said this before, I, I feel like the, the awesome thing for me is just knowing that she gets to be around such a great group and so many great teammates. And, and for me, it's, more fun just to see how well our team gets along and interacts with one another and, and cares about. I mean, she was absolutely crushed when Haley got hurt and, and, um, you know, as was our, the rest of our team and, and still is, you know, like it's still a big thing for our team. And, and that, and I think that's why a big reason why our team is pushing to play for her. And, um, you know, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of the fact that our team is who they are. Michael Meek joining us uh, for a moment more. For those that may not be familiar with your program or or the roster, and they they go and they check out, you know who, who's playing. And there's a lot of Australia. There's a lot of New Zealand on the roster as yeah. well. Can you describe for our listeners how that kind of relationship, that recruiting relationship, has come about? That's benefited your program, being able to get uh, talent from Australia and New Zealand, and 
I mean, we're talking about a lot of notable uh, contributors, including Haley Andrews that you, you've been mentioning and, and getting hurt. But has that always been a, a relationship that you've been able to have uh, get, in terms of recruiting from uh, that part of, of the world, Australia, New yeah, Zealand, that, et cetera? I mean, that's definitely something that's been newer. But, I, you know, I think if you look at our league and uh, just the whole league is, uh, you know, very heavy international and, um, you know, I think that's something that's really, you look at St. Mary's men, and, um, you know, San Francisco women, just there, there's so many international players throughout our league. And I don't know of a team in our league that doesn't at least have a few. And uh, it's just, it's been a great niche to our recruitment. And uh, I think it's really helped, um, you know, turn our program in a different direction. And I think, I think the big thing for us is that they have just had such a great experience and it felt like they developed as players and know they're going to be a, a part of a great culture. And I think they've really encouraged, you know, people they know to just like when they, you know, they come on business, like, hey, this is a great place to be. You know, this is, you're going to be treated right. And um, and, and so I think that that has been a big part of, of our growth. And, and, and also it's helping us locally that in this 23 class, we've got a great athlete, you know, coming in from Clackamas and Beaverton. And so I think it's really helped our, our, you know, our local recruitment as well. Women's basketball, it does so well in our state. And uh, I think there's multiple reasons for that. And, um, but the first thought for for a lot of people is the success uh, that Scott has had at Oregon State, and I know you know him well. That Kelly has had in Eugene, but I think with the, what you're doing at UP, uh, Coach Meek is coming to the forefront as well in terms of just the outstanding product in women's basketball that we get to enjoy as sports fans in the state of Oregon. I also, you know, been, have had a chance to interact with what Chelsea Gregg is doing uh, on the park blocks as yeah. well. And yeah. I think there's momentum building there. I think we benefit immensely from the caliber of program here. How have you seen the sport of women's basketball, women's college basketball evolve and just be embraced uh, within our sports market and throughout the entire state? Well, you know, I, obviously I was a high school coach for 15 years in Oregon as well and in 10 years at South Region. Just, you know, I have so much respect for the, the women's basketball coaches and girls' basketball coaches in high school and, and just what they're doing. And, uh, you know, I think it's per capita. It's just always been a really strong state for development and in, in, in athletes and um, you know, I, I, how many like number one kids in the nation have come out of Oregon is just incredible. So um, it's a it's a great place, and and obviously there, I think at the college level that there's been a lot of coaches that are doing great and doing great things, and and we're hoping that we're becoming you know one of those as well. And I and I really feel like with the the way recruiting is going now, I think people are really taking notice to to what our team and our players have accomplished. I've got Charlie Cream's uh, bracketology up. <laughs> yeah. do, do you pay attention to any of this? I can, I can tell you where he's got you slotted at the moment. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I looked at it this morning a little okay. bit, and, and, you know, just to get an idea, because this is new, right, because we didn't get a chance in 2020 to, to go through this process, so it's really cool. And um, so, But I, I don't know where we are right now, I guess. He's got you on the 12th line, uh, okay. playing in Austin against – Louisville on the five line. Okay. And then yeah. uh, Texas and Illinois State would be the 413 game underneath you. 
Uh, Texas is already in with an AQ. Illinois State already in with an AQ. Of course, yourselves are in. And then uh, I guess the ACC tournament's still going on, but Louisville figures to be uh, right there on the five line. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love bracketology. I, I love this stuff. I know as a coach, I mean, yeah. y- you want to be informed as well, but I mean, y- you still got to play the waiting game uh, and wait for next Sunday. Yeah, I think I think it can give you a little bit of an idea because I think that, you know, he's put a lot of time and work and been around doing this a long time. So he's usually pretty close with the, the kind of the seeding and where teams are somewhat going to fall. Uh, but because of that, you just you don't fully know. You don't know what five seed are you going to be eleven, you know, eleven, twelve, or thirteen, you know, and um, are they going to keep it more geographical? I mean, there's so many factors that go into it that. Uh, but but it definitely is fun to look, and um, you know, we're excited for that selection Sunday on at five p.m. just to to find out for real where we're going. Well, and that is notable too. It is selection Sunday. Um... How long has it been back on Sundays? I, I'm so used to the Selection Monday routine uh, for the women's game, but it's now on Sunday, and it's going to be following the the men's selection show at 3 o'clock on CBS, and I know uh, 5 o'clock on ESPN is the women's selection show. I think that's great. I think capitalizing yeah. on that window is important and the right move, but I know that hasn't always been the case. Yeah, this is new. Uh, this is definitely a newer concept, and I think it's awesome, and I know our kids are- Kids are already excited to find out who we play, and um, definitely exciting time for University of Portland and, and women's basketball here. The excitement is palpable, Coach. Uh, <laughs> thanks for giving all of us in Portland a reason to, to celebrate your success. Anytime, anytime there's a team in this area that uh, has a chance to shock the world, quote-unquote, yeah. and it's on national television and – they're wearing Portland on the front of the jersey. It's like that gets me fired up. And just thanks for that, and congrats to your team. Best of luck in the NCAA tournament, and I'm sure John will have you back on the show here shortly. Judah, awesome. Thank you. Thank you for all your support. You guys have been awesome, and, and good luck to you guys as well. Thank you, sir. There he is, Coach Michael Meek of the West Coast Conference Tournament champion, Portland Pilots. They're going dancing. And COVID's not taking it away from them this time. Congrats to them. Love that. We'll bounce a break. We'll come back, uh, reset that a little bit. We'll also check in live from Vegas and the men's tournament. Wazoo having its way with Cal. Uh, 53-36. Seven and a half minutes to go in regulation. Wazoo will play Oregon in all likelihood. Tomorrow in the quarterfinals, we'll talk with a Washington State beat reporter in the 5 o'clock hour after all of their uh, postgame News conferences get wrapped up as well. Newbie in for Kazano. This is the Bald Face Truth.